from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Here's a melodious song.
on our programs, you are welcome to write to us on this postal address. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune, 411037, Maharashtra, India. You can also log into our website to hear all our programs, which is www.awr.org. Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. We have a guest speaker, Pastor Anupam Narangi, who will break the bread of life. Good day, listeners. Today's title is A Leader's Influence. You know, you can make an impact on people around you. But if there is a leader, his influence is much more than a common man's. The text taken today is from 2 Chronicles 28.1. It says, Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. Unlike his father, he did not do 
what was right in the eyes of the Lord. You know, Bible mentions great and awful leaders, leaders whom you can look up to, but none of them are truly perfect. Only our faith in God can clean us of our sins. The following are some of the most faithful leaders in the Bible. Let's look at them. Noah. The world mocked him for following God's orders, but his efforts gave the human race another chance at life. Daniel. He lived his life in full obedience to God and risked his life more than once while doing faithful service for the Lord. Abraham. He pleaded with God on behalf of others and was willing to sacrifice his own son to do God's will. What about Paul? He traveled by foot over 10,000 miles and suffered greatly in efforts of sharing God's message. David, often remembered for his humility and his loyalty to God, his growing leadership skills helped unite Israel. What great leaders. But listen to Ahaz's story. What influence he made on his public. When Ahaz assumed the throne of Judah following the death of Jotham, the inhabitants of Judah had no idea what they were in for. Under Ahaz's reign, Judah fell into an apostasy so great that the temple worship was halted and shrines to foreign gods were established under every spreading tree. The people, they were encouraged by their king to worship whomever they wanted to, whenever they wanted to. In the valley of Hinnom, Ahaz even sacrificed his own son in the flames of Molech. Why did Ahaz fail in such a spectacular way? It is clear from his record that fear played a significant role in Ahaz's inability to choose the right path. Beset by King Pekah of Israel and King Rezin of Syria, Ahaz made a crucial mistake. He went to the king of Assyria for help instead of to God. Isaiah warned him that he had nothing to fear as long as God was with him. But Ahaz just would not listen. The Assyrians did save him, but it came at a big and a very high price. For the Assyrians, not content with the treasures of the temple given to them by Ahaz, now eyed the whole kingdom of Judah. Furthermore, Ahaz believed that the gods of Assyrians had protected Judah, so he promulgated the worship of these gods throughout the realm. Entreaties were made, but Ahaz did not listen. In so doing, he hastened God's judgments. Today, many of God's people are trading the seeming insecurity of a faceless God for the security of money, fame, friends, spouses, and even houses. They are making a Faustian bargain. They are also buying into the worldview of postmodernism, that is, believing that there is no absolute moral standard and that all beliefs hold equal validity. 
God's people today may not be setting up idols under every spreading tree and worshipping them, but actually they are doing so with their ideas, with their beliefs and values. They fear taking a godly moral position on anything lest they be considered small-minded or bigoted. The issue of understanding worldviews is key in order to witness for Christ more effectively. Here's a small story about a friend known as Al-Khasa. He told his friends that he had to be alone in order to be creative. What they didn't know was that he had to be alone in order to survive. Crowds terrified him. Out in the restaurant or at a supermarket, he'd start to hyperventilate. His heart would palpitate and his hands would perspire. The panic attacks would send him rushing home. Al had become agoraphobic, afraid to go out anywhere, a prisoner in his own home. It all started after he made it big as a songwriter. With 13 gold albums and two academic awards, wrote Al, I had created life based on doing and having and achieving to the point that I had a nervous breakdown. Al began systematically constricting his life. One morning, when he was at a particularly low point, Al flipped on the TV. A minister quoted the Bible verse, Perfect love casts out fear. This we find in 1 John 4, 8. Those words went straight to Al's heart. He listened intently as the minister talked about God's kind of acceptance. Al-Khasa began weeping and crying out to God. As he prayed, he heard a voice say, I love you and you are my son. Strengthened by God's love, he was finally able to respond positively to his overwhelming fears. Al compressed life expanded within the security of God's presence. Fear often results from feeling out of control. We are afraid of the unknown, about what might happen. But when we open our hearts to God's love, He gradually dissolves our fears. There is security in God's love. We are not in control, but He is. There is a sense that He loves us and desires only our best. Sister White writes, His love is as far above all other love as the heavens are above the earth. He watches over his children with a love that is measureless and everlasting. This we find in the Ministry of Healing, page 482. His measureless and everlasting love gives us complete confidence that our lives are in his hands. You can trust in his love today. You can rest in his love right now. Be assured that his love will indeed cast out all fear. Fear makes cowards of us all at one time or another. So we shouldn't be too hard on heirs, or should we? If to whom much is given, much is required, then those in leadership's roles bear a greater responsibility for their choices than do those who follow them. What makes the difference? In a word, influence.
A leader's influence has the potential to make or break an organization. And when the leader operates out of fear rather than assurance, he or she is dangerous. In the case of Ahaz, his fear of destruction, coupled with a broken connection to God, led to open apostasy. There are several players who enter and exit the life of Ahaz. Here are a few more details about them. Tiglat Pileser Biblical scholars have traced the reign of Tiglat Pileser, king of Assyria, to the time period 747 to 727. We find him to be the one who conquered the most of the world. And so we find that Ahaz had a right to be afraid of him, and he allowed this king's influence on him. Second group of people were the prophets. We know that Isaiah prophesied during the reign of King Ahaz, but he was not alone. The prophet Micah, who bore his testimony during those troublous times, declared that sinners in Zion, while claiming to lean upon the Lord and blasphemously boasting, is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. And they continued to build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. Then we have Hosea, who was also prophesying during the period of Judah. God through Hosea spoke this pronouncement against Israel. Put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Ironically, Ahaz rarely looked for guidance from these anointed men of God, probably because he did not like what they had to say. Are we not sometimes like him? Then we had practical godliness was needed during that time. Micah beautifully captures one of the excuses used by the people of the time to avoid seeking God. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted? Shall I come before him with burnt offering, with calves a year old? Notice the subtle indictment of God. We are not sure how to please God. He is too hard to serve. Nothing appeases him, they seem to say. If you recognize this idea, it is because you have heard it before. It is the charge leveled at God by Satan. But Micah was a very practical man. And this is the way he answered for the people's recalcitrance. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. You know, God was not asking for some spectacular sacrifice from them and he isn't asking for it now. The fourth condition, the state religion. Ahaz was able to do something that no other king of Judah had been able to pull off. He made the worship of Assyrian gods the official state religion of Judah. Heretofore, the worship of pagan deities occurred in the high places, first constructed by Solomon to make his many foreign wives feel at home. These shrines were still around, but Ahaz took pagan worship 
to epic heights. Whenever human attempts to institute a single form of worship, whether it be Christian or not, what inevitably happens is that true worship is prohibited and false worship is promoted. This is what happened in Jerusalem. And state-sanctioned worship will be the rule of the day when Jesus comes again. The kingdom of Judah descended into open sin under the leadership of Ahaz. Almost immediately after coming to throne, he was faced with a vexing problem. Two kings had amassed their armies to fight against him, and he simply didn't know what to do. Faced with similar odds, many of us might be tempted to lean on arms of flesh instead of leaning on God. And that's what Ahaz did. In so doing, Ahaz introduced for the first time in Jerusalem the worship of Assyrians, or rather the Babylonian gods and deities. This false worship was no sideshow. It became the official religion of the land. The fearful actions of fearful King Ahaz can teach us much. One lesson we can learn is that when burdened by cares, we should take those cares to God to seek His guidance. Another lesson we can take away from this episode is that influence is a gift from God that has powerful effects for good or evil on those who follow us. We owe the world around us a godly example, but we owe God and God alone our worship. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this lovely lesson which you have given us. Help us, dear God, so that we know that we can make an influence on the people around us. And dear God, help us also to understand that we owe the world around us a godly example and help us to believe and understand and follow that we owe you and you alone our worship. Thank you, dear Lord, for listening to my prayer. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Now when the rich and the poor get together with the Lord, get together, get together with the Lord. Well, they each other like sister and brother when they all get together with the Lord. Now when they all get together, when they all get together with the Lord, well, they will treat each other like sister and brother when they all get together with the Get together with the Lord. No.
broadcast to know more on god's word you are always welcome to write to us adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india and you can email us at helenrichesv@gmail dot com helen riches we at gmail dot com h e l e n r i c h e s v at gmail dot com you can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for bible study at these numbers Center of Digital Evangelism CDE 0008000401704 or you can message us directly at plus 1747282234 our whatsapp number is Plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three, and you can email us at Helen Riches V at gmail dot com. H e l e n r i c h e s v at gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org. This is David and I am Madhuri 
signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.